Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. And welcome back to Overnight America. Big thanks to Brad Young yesterday filling in. I got to say, uh, I was in no shape to do a show, so I had to take a sick day. I thought it was a cold, and it probably is a cold, but it could be allergies. As it turns out, when there's a lot of pollen, and this is like a real bad time for it, that it just causes drainage and sore throat and coughing and things like that. And I'm pretty much out of the woods, but not really. So I'm hoping to be in 100% tomorrow, but I, you know, my throat's not sore, so I can do a show tonight. I'm going to try my best not to cough into my microphone. It's a good thing I'm not in the studio right now because uh, I just don't want to share this with anyone else if it's a cold. But my wife recorded me last night because I was apparently snoring pretty bad. And this is what I guess happens when you take NyQuil and there's nothing holding you back. Do you want to hear what it sounds like? If you were to... Uh, be with me in bed. This is what it would have sounded like last night. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, just listening to that. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like one of those buoys or something that's out in the water, or there's like a boat way in the distance, and it's just making this constant noise. <laughs> Like a foghorn or something. How'd you like that all night long? Yeah, I was driving my wife crazy. Drove the wife absolutely crazy. But you know how you know when you're out of the woods? I'll just give you this example. So for the first like 24 hours, I don't think I eat anything. I just didn't have an appetite. And then it starts to slowly come back and you're like, oh, I could go for some Chex Mix. <laughs> or I, I can eat a little bit of something. And then all of a sudden it hits you all at once. And it's, oh, I want to eat. And then you go spend $10 at Taco Bell and just shove it down your throat. It's almost like you don't ease your way back into it. You could ease your way back into it, but not me. Hey, we're gonna if we're going to do this, we're doing this. I'm going to Taco Bell. See you later. And I did, and it was delicious, just so you know. So that's how I knew things were going to be a lot better tonight. Uh, so if you missed the news, Char Jones wins the mayoral race. So she'll be the next mayor of the city of St. Louis, beating Kara Spencer by about 3,000-ish votes, a little less than 3,000. Not a bad turnout, I guess, with 100% voting. 
uh, 30,000 roughly votes and then 27,800 for Kara. So little, you know, about not quite 2000 plus some. So it was not a, uh, it, it was not something that I think going into it Tashar Jones was the front runner just based on how many votes she got in the primary. So we thought, okay, there's going to be a, a big advantage in that sense. And the numbers came in and it was continuing to be an advantage. And I know, both of the candidates will be on tomorrow with Total Information AM. So if you are someone that is uh, up tomorrow morning, up and early, you'll be able to catch them on the show. I think both of them will be on one. Uh, let me see. The, I think I got the times here. I can find them for you. But either way, you'll be able to listen back to it in the Rewind or KMOX.com. You can get it right there. All right. So if you want to call in, you can. Uh, 314-436-7900. Or if you just want to hear me snoring for the rest of the night. pretty good i feel like if i add a little reverb to that it would be a good sound effect we can try to get that into a show or something like that i wanted to go to this KMOX story where there's a video that's gone viral an abandoned resort mansion over in branson west it's called the indian ridge resort so there's a photograph of this thing uh of at least someone taking a picture of the Indian Ridge sign out front. It's a giant sign. Just alone, I don't know how much money they spent on the signage. But this is something I don't quite understand. Sometimes these developments will pop up and they won't be finished because they either run out of money or there's a downturn in the economy. No one's going to buy them and they just go belly up and it's just left there to rot. Normally, you see these in other countries. You don't see a lot of these in the United States. Usually, there's someone else willing to pick up the pieces because they can get pennies on the dollar for something. But this one was left. And I'm looking at some of these homes inside of this one place. These are huge homes. I mean, huge homes. These are like three-story homes that look like they're almost castles in a certain way. But the Missouri ghost town that's gone viral, they say, don't even bother. Don't show up. Don't take pictures of it. Their large homes were part of a $1.6 billion resort planned for a hotel, water park, and shopping center. But it was stopped right during the 2008 downturn after just two years of building. And they were all gone at that point. It is creepy looking. I don't understand why there are so many homes that have partial brick. So it almost looks like they were going to perhaps decorate around the brick, but it makes it look even creepier that way. If you haven't seen that, go to KMOX.com. Uh, let's go to Derek, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, how you doing this evening? How you doing, Ryan? Good. Sorry to hear Good. about your miseries there. I hope you get better. Oh, thanks. Right on. Brad Young was on last night, and uh, he had a gentleman on that I guess is an associate of Jim McKelvey who come out who proposed this new way of polling. Mm -hmm. So he said, you know, Nate Silver and those guys, they get it wrong. We have Karis Pence up by 10 points. And uh -huh. what it is, we don't go with uh, landlines anymore. We use the Internet because he made one of the most ridiculous statements I ever heard. Everybody's on the Internet. That was one of the most ridiculous statements I ever heard. Aren't we having a big infrastructure deal because everybody doesn't have access to the Internet, doesn't have access to broadband? So whoever this guy was, please don't have him on again because he was so wrong. It, uh, Terry Spencer, he had it up by 10 points. Yeah. And Deshaun wins by three, four points. That, that's you know, something I would wrong be, there. 
Yeah, I would be more interested in bringing them back on just to see what went wrong. Why do they think it went so wrong? I don't think St. Louis has a problem with Internet. It's mostly the rural areas that have either no Internet or extremely slow Internet that a lot of this infrastructure deal would be targeting. But there's probably uh, access to the Internet's not a huge uh, problem in St. Louis. It might be people can't afford it, you know, but just having it access to it. I think there's pretty much a service for anyone that wants it. I, that's why I disagree with you. It's the affordability of it. That's like with the internet plan I have, I get three, get three gigabytes a month, which isn't a whole uh-huh. lot. Anything else I have to buy. So a lot of with people, your cell phone? Between, yeah, that's cell phone. Yeah. So if I have to choose between, because I use my neighbors downstairs, I got a good neighbor downstairs. I use his Wi-Fi when I'm at uh-huh. home. Because he can afford it. He's more, affu- uh, he's more affluent than I am. But for yeah. somebody who doesn't have that, if I got to choose between keeping my gas on or having broadband internet, what do you think I'm going to choose? Yeah, that's true. But I think the infrastructure plan really is primarily geared to people that don't have access to it. So you have access to it. It's just not affordable. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully those yeah. two will, uh, will co- coincide with each other. But just please, Ryan. Talk to Brad, whoever you have back on, please advertise. Because I like to call in and talk to him to see what yeah. their methodology was on how they got it so wrong. Because okay. I know I live, in North, I live in North St. Louis. If you just went by, by yard signs, yard signs are a very good indication of things. If you just went by the yard signs, you knew Tashar was overwhelmingly going to win the North side. And she won South side, some of the places in the South side as well. So how could you have Kara Spencer up by 10? So anyway, I won't hold you up much longer, but please advertise you have this guy on again. He said he was hooked up with Jim McKelvey. I would okay. love to talk to him. All right. Thanks, Derek. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I do want to bring them back on. That was the second time they were on the show. I had him on once, and it was right after the primary where he showed that Tashar Jones and Kara Spencer would be one and two and that Lewis Reed would not make the top two. So they said that they were pretty accurate in that sense. A lot of uh, Lewis Reed uh, polls made it look like he'd be up. And I really thought he would be at least uh, having strong consideration. I was surprised he didn't make it past the primary. Yeah, we'll have to bring them back on. I do want to know where they went wrong, what they think went wrong with their polling expectations. Uh, Ultimately, it's a new startup technology here in St. Louis. So they're local. Uh, so let's bring him back. All right, we'll take some more of your calls after the break. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Next Level Listening. News Radio, 1120 AM, 98.7 FM. KMOX, the voice of St. Louis. Hey, you heard it. 98.7, kind of cool. And I'm sure you can listen to it if you're within the St. Louis confines of of course, 11.20 a.m. covers pretty large area here at night, and we know that we get a lot of listeners from out of state, which is always welcome at 314-436-7900, wherever you may be. And that was one of the big news stories. Tashar Jones wins the mayoral race, beats Kara Spencer. She'll be the next mayor of St. Louis. Let's go to Ron, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, Ryan, uh, get off the politics for a short. Uh, yeah. You mentioned earlier about the street racing and stuff like that. And yes. I'm an older man now. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I remember we used to have drag strips around, Alton Drag Strip, which wasn't far up, uh, Wentzville. 
and a couple others down south, and you'd pay your three dollars, go in there that night, that sets her off racing, would have a ball. Yeah. And uh what, Saturday night. What would you do? Like tell me what type of car you'd have if you took it to the drag race. A sixty four goat. Yeah. How'd and, you do? Uh, oh, I did pretty good for what it was. You yeah. know, I mean there's guys come in there with all kinds of stuff, but uh I had fun. I enjoyed it. And I am wondering uh, how popular it was, mostly because today that you see them just going out on the streets. I don't even know if if there was a dedicated place where you could go and do that, if they would even use it in St. Louis. I think they'd still do it on the streets. I don't know. It was packed. I mean, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. But then Saturday nights, we'd head head down to Hall Hall Street and uh, race there. And so you would see street racing. You would, yeah. But it was a double wide with a divider down down the middle, and we'd go down there. There was dragsters down there and everything. It wouldn't have a ball. Well, so what years are we talking, by the way? Do what now? What years are you talking about this would happen? It was, uh, I'd say, 66, 67, wow. 8, 9. Yeah. So was it, was it like in the movies, you would have two cars line up and then there would be a girl and she would go out there and she'd like, you know, have a rag or something in her hand or some type of, you know, colored cloth and, you know, she would pull it down to the ground and that was the indicator to get the cars going? That's Hollywood stuff. <laughs> we had lights down there and everything. What, you had I drag mean, racing lights? Christmas trees, yeah. They'd have them down there, and they'd run them down. There was all kinds of dragsters down there, even. And Wait, so people would bring their own drag racing lights and just put them out in the middle of the street, and people would just drag race. You got it. And wow. uh, the only problem is, is the truckers down there, because there was a bunch of trucking places there and they'd get mad, which I can understand. And then the cops would finally come around 11 o'clock at night and they'd just flip on their lights and everybody would just shut down and go to white castle, steak and shake, chuck a burger and call it quits. But, uh, had a ball and, Never any accidents or anything, because Hall Street's a big, wide, you know, deal down there where you got two, two-way two traffic with a big d- divider down there and uh, four four lanes, like a highway. Yeah. And just had a ball, and yeah. nobody was stupid. We just went down there and had fun. Huh. So. Well, it seems opposite now. Everyone's stupid that drag race today. Yeah. Well, now now they do it on on busy streets through stoplights and everything and all that. Huh, yeah. I mean, that is nonsense. You know, uh-huh. but that's an old man talking too. I don't know what you know what the younger people are thinking, but that's kind of. Oh, I know dumb. exactly what they're thinking. They're thinking I can get away with it, and why stop? Because yeah. no one else is going to do it. 
completely ignoring the stoplights. It's pretty bad in downtown St. Louis. Anytime I've been through the downtown area, depending on even what time it is, it's pretty obvious that you're going to see someone running a red light. I hear you. And, and the po- police are kind of overloaded on all kinds of stuff from City Hall and from uh, all the stuff going on, you know, the killings, the murders, rapes, everything else. I mean, they are overloaded completely. So they don't just have cars out there cruising around. They get a call. They can run over there. They know it's nothing too serious. Flip on their lights. Everybody's going to leave. Yeah, it's altogether a different ballgame. But uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, all right. Thanks for the call, Ron. I do not remember a time I've been in downtown St. Louis and I've seen everyone follow traffic laws exactly the way they are intended to be followed. I, I, and we're not even talking about things like speed limits. If, if it was just people speeding, that would be one thing. But regular, regular, uh, I mean, every single time, regular on a basis, on, on, on the basis, it would be... Let's see, you you get up to a red light and someone would either run it or they would hop over to the left turn lane and go around everyone else. They would blow through it, completely ignore it uh, all the time. And I think if I were to drive downtown, the only time that everyone followed the traffic laws is if I was the only one on the road. And I don't know how many times when I was still at the radio station, see, we're still broadcasting from home. I don't know how many times I've left late at night and I've been at a red light thinking to myself, why do I even bother stopping at this thing? Cause no one else will. And even if I were to run this red light, nothing would happen because you know, just the, how it goes. And you think to yourself, while I'm stopped at this red light, if I look to the left, if I look to the right, if I look behind me, is someone going to come up on me because you're worried the crime aspect of it all. And even if you were to run the red lights and let's say an officer stops you and you talk to the officer and said, I got to tell you, I was so nervous. I was looking around and I thought I saw something and I, I was afraid. So I just I started moving. I was afraid someone was coming up on me. I think they would probably let you go with the warning, probably. And they would understand. I don't think the police officers will pull you over or whatever for something like that. Realize that you're sober, not carrying anything, and you're perfectly fine other than you just broke the law and not be able to sympathize with you because they see the danger every single day. I always wondered, is it worth the risk of doing that? I, I'm i always afraid, too, of what you're going to run into. There was one time I came through downtown, and they were drag racing on the wrong side of the road, and this is where there's a divider on Tucker. It was pretty bad. There have been some pretty awful things that have happened on the streets of St. Louis, and it's not getting any better. And you know those barriers? They may be ugly, but it might be the only protection we have. It could be a lot worse. Uh, let's go to Bill, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, how you doing, Ryan? Good. I moved to St. Louis in 69, and I was regular over on Hall Street between 69 and... Uh, early 70s, and I don't remember it ever being divided. Remember, all there was was a rise to serrated concrete tell you that you screwed up, you're over the line. 
I don't ever remember Christmas trees because I got arrested because I was too slow getting back to my car because huh. I was flagging people off from the start. Huh. And I was over there one night when three people got killed and a guy lost control of the car about an eighth of a mile down Hall Street in a quarter-mile race. He went off on the east side of the road, and he hit some people. And I think there was three killed. Might have been two, but I'm thinking it was three. When I was arrested, I was taken to the uh, Penrose subdivision in North St. Louis. And uh, they put me in there. And I hadn't really done anything wrong per book. But anyway, I got smart with them. I was like 21 years old. And they put a St. Louis yellow pages on my head and started hitting it with a nightstick. It doesn't Ooh. leave knots. It doesn't do anything but scramble your eggs, then they turn you loose. <laughs> Whoa. But so anyway, what year was this? Uh, 70 or 71. Yeah. And uh, uh, <laughs> I call did it you little... say? What did you call it? They scrambled your eggs? Yeah, that means, it means they take them old wooden nightsticks and hit that telephone book. It doesn't leave a mark, but it sure makes your eggs move around inside your head. Oh, wow. <laughs> but anyway, I don't remember anybody having a Christmas tree. I don't remember uh, anything like that. I do remember people getting killed, though, because I was there, and that was pretty much the end of it. And also, the cops used to turn on the fire hydrants and flood Hall Street so we couldn't run anymore. Oh, is that right? That's yeah. how they, instead of putting up concrete barriers, they just flood the road? Yeah. <laughs> It was great, though, because, I mean, here's all these guys that have $15,000 in their cars. And uh, St. Louis police had these old dark blue Impalas, and they were falling apart, and they'd come off the side streets, and the suspensions were shot, and them cops were leaning almost to where the car's rolling over. Oh, wow. And it was just like Keystone Cops. It was hilarious. But I did feel sorry for those guys because they didn't have any equipment back then. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm glad I got out of St. Louis because the way you guys keep electing mayors, I don't want no part of it. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that are considering moving. They're just said, I'm done with this. It's not getting any better. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate the call. Yeah, there's other options for you. I know a lot of people moving to St. Charles. They, they look at how things have been handled in the city and county uh, and saying, okay, I think, I'm, I think I'm out. That has become a pretty common type of complaint as of late. It makes me wonder, the police flooding the roads to stop drag racing, is that why we have such a terrible drainage issue? And whenever it rains and we have heavy, heavy rains, it always floods the roads, it floods the highways. Is that just a natural way of preventing hot dogging on the road? Could that be? <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Tim Egan. He signed the lease on the Eat Right Diner. So if you have some memories of that building, what can we expect with it when he reopens it here in a month or two? We'll talk to Tim right after the break. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Get the inside story on what's happening with your St. Louis Cardinals this season directly from the Redbirds manager. It's the Mike Schilt Show, Sunday mornings at 10.15, sponsored by Bath Fitter, on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. The headlines started to pop up last week. Eat Right Diner Building gets new lease on Restaurant Life, and I think a lot of people are attached to the Eat Right. They have so many great memories from that iconic building and joining us now is the local chef who has signed the lease tim egan thank you for coming on to kmox thank you for having me so give me your history so what's your uh, restaurant history in st louis uh you know i've started when i was 16 years old working at the hot dog carts in the home depots uh around town uh when i was 18 i'll give you the quick version when i was 18 i bought one had it in the sunset hills home depot uh, after that, I had a fast food place in the Crestwood Plaza uh, called Dynamite Dogs. It was a fast food hot dog restaurant. Uh, after that, I closed that, and I looked, I put so much work and effort and money into it that I decided to go a little bit bigger than, you know, hot dogs and sandwiches. So we did a wine martini bar, a little bit of casual comfort food, but upscale. Uh, so I had that open for five years. After that, I've been at the executive chef spots with some local hotels, Hilton's, Doubletrees. I uh, opened the Weber Grill restaurant, and then I've also been at the Porter's Steakhouse out there in Collinsville for a couple of years. Wow. So all, all, all over the place. But that, that was a 26-year history in a, in a quick, quick story. <laughs> well, that's great, though. So now the Eat Right is pretty iconic, and it carries a lot of weight with people's memories. What can people expect with, when it comes to the future of that location there? You know, I've got a lot of uh, a lot of comments, good and bad, uh, related to, you know, changing, even just not using the Eat Right brand name uh, for the restaurant. And 
you know, it's something that you don't want to mess with history. And, you know, it is a, it's a spot that has that, you know, mental image for so many people in St. Louis. Um, however, you know, you don't want to just, uh, I've had a vision for something that I've wanted to open for a long time. I, I came across the spot and it's going to be kind of a culmination of both, both things, you know, the, the twist from the past, the diner, it's obviously a diner, true and true. So you you know you're not gonna do fine fine dining in there, but you can definitely elevate the food a little bit, just using fresh products, sauces, things like that. Um, definitely gonna have diner classics on there. Yeah. Uh, so nothing not straying too far from the original, just uh, a different variation of it. We'll put we'll put it that way. If I remember correctly, I believe the owners. It was just time for them to retire. They didn't have anyone else that was in the family that wanted to take it over so it got to that point and if i remember that correctly so you get in there how was the uh b- the shape of the building the equipment that's in there things like that is it in pretty good shape so the the owner the longtime owner is actually closed down in 2017 december of 17 and a new couple um from what i hear they were in re- like uh, residential real estate they decided to reopen the diner under the eat right name and um, they did that in 2018 and then just closed in December of 2020. Um, they did some significant upgrades to the building, electric service, plumbing, HVAC, um, fire suppression system, things like that. You know, and as, as far as the rest of the building goes, the, the cook line, it's all, you know, it's all stainless steel. So it's not, not something, if you clean it good enough, it's going to look as, as new as you want it to look. Um, as for the floor, you know it's a, it's a little rough. You got a missing stool top. You got some, you know, some tears in those things. But they also did a new Formica countertop. Uh, some some improvements such as that. Um, I'm just gonna go in there and polish it up a little bit more. I'm not gonna, you know, not gonna reinvent the wheel. But definitely, I have a vision in mind. And you know, there might be some new lighting, a new floor, some new uh, stool colors, uh, huh. new menu boards for sure. Um, so that's, that's a couple of things people might be able to expect as far as, you know, the difference of what they saw before and, and what they're going to see when it reopens. So do you have any idea of when you're planning on opening and are you looking for anyone? Are you going to be hiring? You know, I, right now I have a couple people, uh, just close to me that I've, you know, had working with me on and off over the years, um, that are going to help me get things up and running. But I, I absolutely intend on hiring some people. Um, I don't know in what capacity that's going to be as of yet. Everything kind of blew up uh, once I posted that on last Monday. And since then, you know, obviously ideas were always flowing, but now it's uh, time to, you know, really put the pedal to the metal and get things things hammered out. As far as a a date, you know, I'm going to be super optimistic and say Mm -hmm. mid-May. And I think that's, you know, it's all going to depend on inspections and, uh, you know, licensing and whatnot. A lot of the licensing is already, you know, underway. So those things are, you know, unfortunately not in my control. So I don't have the crystal ball on that, but yeah. I'm going to shoot for May 15th. Non-stop work. I imagine you spend late nights there working and trying to get everything. It's got to feel pretty cool, though, to have the keys in hand and to walk in and see your vision and everything you're putting into it. Yeah, I haven't uh, actually really started doing anything yet. Like I said, it's been it's been kind of fast, and the, the uh, landlord was doing some repairs for me on the roof and some systems like that. Um, so I, you know, I've been there quite a few times doing some measuring, um, searching for just the right pieces for inside. 
and you know I, it's 24 7 thinking about menu items and you know what i'm going to keep what i'm going to change what i'm going to mix up a bit so i think that's pretty exciting all things uh considered you're uh hustling you're working it is the coloring going to stay the same because you know that that blue lettering and everything on the outside i'm curious if you're going to be changing any of the outside of the building so the outside is going to have some small uh, improvements. I'm going to get some new lighting. I'm actually planning on probably relighting that marquee around the uh, Eat Right banner. Uh, definitely going to paint paint the building itself. Um, there's you know some cracking, crumbling, just some 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 wear and tear on the building. Um, and then the you know the awnings might get a, a little spruce up. Uh, some some new signage with the logos and whatnot, and then uh, I've got a local artist that's going to do some window painting for me uh, with the new logos and whatnot. Uh, his name's Phil Jarvis. He does stuff all over town for a, a lot of different people and all over the country and the world, for that matter. That's pretty cool. That location, it's it's a beautiful location, too. It's so close to everything. Did, uh, were you uh, concerned at all signing a lease and thinking, man, there could be more restrictions coming in the future and that could change all of your plans and what you're hoping for with your business model. You know, I, I do worry about those things just because, uh, being in the food service industry, I've seen the impact that it's had, uh, over the past, you know, 15, 16 months. And really, um, I, I have a small hot dog business in you know, South, South town home Depot on Kings highway. And I've been closed for 15 months now. Um, so I, I really do feel the impact and, you know, myself and another person that was with me was has been out of work since then. Um, I've been lucky enough to do some freelance things. But, you know, I worry definitely worry about the ability to open in full capacity. Um, but you, you got to be able to adapt and do, you know, curbside mobile ordering, things like that in today's day and age. And I think coming out of this, that's going to be a bigger part of everybody's business plan to begin with um, as opposed to, you know, hindsight. I like the nod to the history. I think that'll be a nice touch to it, and there's so many things that you can do with it. And what an exciting time, too, as you come in through April in hopes to uh, open this thing up in May. I think a lot of people will be very eager to try out and see the things that you've done there. So, Tim, again, i got to say, it's, it sounds like a great project. It sounds like you're doing some great things. I know a lot of people are excited about it. I know social media and news agencies, all of them have been covering this very positively. Congratulations on the signing of the lease, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you very much, and I'll definitely keep updates coming. That is Tim Egan as he has signed the lease to that old Eat Right building that so many of you have fond, fond memories of. Let's hope that when this thing opens up in about a month or two or so, that we'll have an opportunity to talk to him again. He joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. This is Overnight America, KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. And welcome back to Overnight America. I am uh, Ryan Recker, your host. You can find me on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio, on Twitter, at Ryan Recker's. A couple of different great places for it. Yeah, I'm still trying to get past this one cold, and I thought I would be good for tonight, which I am. My wife was making fun of me because I apparently was snoring all last night. It was so bad she had to record me.
Now, you would think that is audio if you're standing right at the shoreline and you're listening to some foghorn well in the distance. That's what you think you would be listening to. But no, 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 that's me snoring. And it was bad. And she said she did not sleep well last night because uh, I would snore and then she would bump me and I would stop snoring and then she would finally get comfortable and then it would start back up again. So there's that going on. A few things I wanted to get to. Uh, Fox 2 had this story. Missouri Supreme Court rejected Circuit Attorney Kim Garner's request to prosecute the McCloskeys. And it said the court ruling on Tuesday means that the U.S. Attorney Richard Callahan, who has been named special prosecutor, will handle the case against Mark and Patricia McCloskey. Garner was appealing a decision to remove her from the uh, case because she was using it for political gain. Now, she was fundraising and trying to get people to give her donations based on the fact that she was prosecuting someone. That is 100% political. Now, the fact that she was still going after the McCloskeys, let's just put this into perspective. Where were the resources of the circuit attorney's office being directed? Is it being directed at trying to prosecute the McCloskeys who are there on their own property? Um, okay. Or could it be that maybe she could have used some of those same resources to, oh, I don't know, process some more people that were inside of the corrections facility downtown? So they're not sitting in there forever. But, you know, priorities, priorities. It's all the political priority for Kim Gardner. If we get to Shar Jones in as mayor, uh, and it's not an if, she will be the next mayor of St. Louis. She was uh, elected here tonight. So when she becomes the next mayor, what happens after that? Uh, is it going to be praising Kim Gardner and saying, oh, she's just so wonderful and everything she does is so wonderful and she, everything's moving in the right direction? Or are they going to address some of the glaring faults in the circuit attorney's office? Because there are so many of them to pick out. I have no confidence that when Tashara Jones gets in there that she's going to be able to do anything because, uh, well, at least in respect to the circuit attorney's office, because it's almost like you're enabling the circuit attorney to continue to be on this path that gets nothing done terrible prosecution rate, politically motivated. None of these things are helping the city of St. Louis. And it doesn't, I just don't have the confidence that anything else is going to change there. But uh, I think pretty much anyone saw this coming. I don't know why she was continuing to try to fight this sort of thing as if she has the uh, ability. Oh, I, I, I must have the privilege of prosecuting the McCloskeys. Give me a break. Like this is something you needed to try to take all the way to the Supreme court of Missouri. I saw this other story regarding COVID. Morgan Freeman put a PSA out about getting a COVID shot. Let me play this for you real quick because I have one general impression of this. I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm not a doctor, but I trust science. And I'm told that for some reason people trust me. So here I am to say, I trust science and I got the vaccine. If you trust me, You'll get the vaccine. Ugh. And uh, you know what this says to me? This says to me, someone went to Morgan Freeman and would not stop talking about, hey, we need you to. Wouldn't it be great if you encourage people to do this? Oh, it'd be so wonderful if you did this. And he's probably thinking to himself, I just I don't want to. And then they kept bugging him and bugging him and bugging him until he finally said, Fine, if you would stop asking me. Fine, I'll do it. Ugh, it's got to be uh, nothing's worse than you bugging me about this nonstop. In math, it's called the distributive property. In people, 
is called taking care of one another. Get the vaccine. Help make our world a safe place for us to enjoy ourselves again. Please. Please. Ah, oh, so they force Morgan Freeman to do this. At, at this point, it might be elder abuse the way that they try to take advantage of him. But everyone likes Morgan Freeman. Who doesn't like Morgan Freeman? In fact, Morgan Freeman, ha- when he goes on to these interviews, has said some really awesome things about self-responsibility, being able to take care of yourself, stepping up. And at times people really try to look at some of these actors to make it look like, oh, uh, you must have been a victim or this or that. And he doesn't play into this nonsense. He doesn't play into it all. So I've always respected him for those interviews. And people, um, it's so funny because he was accused of the in the Me Too movement of being improper with an interviewer as a woman interviewer. And she came forward and she was out there showing everyone. I can't believe Morgan Freeman sexually uh, went out there and uh, was derogatory towards me. And then they showed the video of the instance and Morgan Freeman absolutely did not. He looked at that and said, you got to be kidding me. That's what you're coming up with. So I think a lot of people like and respect him. And I think there's people aren't going to say, well, Morgan Freeman told me so, so I'll do it now. I don't think it'll be like that. To me, I watch this and I say, who is forcing him to do this? And can you just leave the poor man alone? One more hour coming up of Overnight America KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 